Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm really grateful for you joining us today. I know that uh, for those of you that are joining this on Facebook and you're watching the podcast there, obviously you notice that there's a few things different about this week. First of all, I'm in the auditorium rather than in our recording room. And uh, also, then if you recognize the auditorium, you might even notice that there's some things here that are a little bit different for today, which we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to take a moment and just reflect on this past weekend's message um, I am always just very, very interested in what God does and how he adjusts things and, and uh, the amazing work that he does. I feel like oftentimes I just simply offer myself to do the best that I can to obey, who, obey what he's asking me to do. And man, God just does immeasurably more than that. And so this past weekend, if you were here or if you listened to the message, um, you know that we dealt with our identity in Christ. And uh, one of the things that I did through that process was I talked about the labels, the labels kind of came in three categories. They are labels that we put upon ourselves and uh, labels that others put on us by the things that they say and the things that they do. And then thirdly, even division that sometimes comes because we then label other people as well. So, you know, as you imagine, or if you um, were here this past weekend, you remember that I did that for myself. Like I just thought through um, labels that I had placed upon myself over time and labels that other people had placed on me and literally went through a little bit of an exercise in front of everyone in which I wrote down some things that I was called or something, some things that were said to me and actually put them upon myself. Now, of course, I had planned to do that, so it wasn't like it was a surprise to me. Obviously, I had labels, and I was ready for that. But my goodness, I was somewhat surprised by uh, my own reaction to what I was encountering. So in other words, some of the things that I said, of course— you know, I've dealt with, I know that they were ungodly beliefs and I have walked through that, but actually on that, in that moment of writing those things down again and putting them back on me, I found that there was a substantial effect that it was having on me in the process that many people in the room could feel. I was, I was surprised by a couple of things. I was surprised by that. I was surprised that the effect that those things had, even though, you know, I've come to a certain level of, of healing from some of those things. And it's an ongoing, long-term process. Um, so I was a little bit surprised by that them still having an effect on me, uh, which indicates that the healing is ongoing, like I'm in that journey as well. But then secondly, I was really blessed by the way people could relate to what I was saying, what I had gone through, and what their experience was as well. So many people said to me after the service, man, exactly the same thing that you talked about. Um, I've been through and or something similar to that. And so I was really surprised by that. And what's really interesting to me is the way that when we just simply open up and say, hey, this is something that I've walked through, that I've had struggled with. I've had people of authority say some pretty horrible things to me that really became impactful in my heart that I needed to kind of hear the Lord speak something different into my life to get a sense of freedom. Isn't it interesting that when we just kind of become open and vulnerable, that we're all kind of on the same page. We're all walking through it. We're all dealing with some of those things, same things. And I would encourage not only in a corporate worship service like that was this past weekend, but even when it comes to small groups, when it comes to like personal prayer partners that you may have, 
feel free to be open and vulnerable in that way because we recognize when we do that is that we're all kind of walking this whole thing together. And one of the things that was um, somewhat most, well, I'm not sure most surprising, was someone came up to me after the service was over, and and I won't tell you who it is because I didn't get their permission to, to say this, but but this person was told that it's very sweet that they like to worship the Lord and play music, but they don't have a voice that anybody's ever going to want to listen to. Now, I'm not going to tell you who that is, but let me just simply say it's one of our primary worship leaders that you hear on a regular basis. And so isn't it interesting that even in in like a, a primary uh, place of gifting or a call that God's placed in your life, it's oftentimes where those things goes goes come in and the enemy tries to place a different kind of identity on top of that, almost like to put a lid right on top of the very thing that God is is um, saying, as what a lid over what he actually speaks over you. So in my case, that I was told, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade that, you know, I, got a, I have a speech impediment and I can't speak and I need to be in speech therapy class, which I don't think really worked. <laughs> but but uh, that was something that was put a lid on my voice and on what I had to say. And this other person, you know, it almost could have put a lid on their expression of worship in that way. So here's the thing about our weekend worship services that I want you to recognize really every week when we join together. So we come into this space, we have worship set lists, we have uh, audiovisual lighting that goes into place, my message is prepared, obviously the notes are prepared earlier in the week and printed out. But one of the things that we always want to do is we want to give space for God. We want to we want to we want to yield everything that we have planned. So we want to be diligent in planning while at the same time recognize that God's going to say things in the moment, he's going to lead us in the moment and we want to be open and we want to just move and move with him. And so we go into a weekend with a plan, but that plan is held loosely in submitting to God and what he wants to do. So uh, this past weekend, I would have gone through the message. We would have entered into a ministry time at the end. And um, and that's, you know, some of those things just were not planned. Okay, we're going to let God lead us through this, and we're going to lead in the moment. We don't need to plan in advance. So when the service came to a close, my sense was we're not done. But I wasn't sure that we needed to do anything in the service itself. So I say that simply to encourage you in this way. Recognize that this, this place of finding our identity in Christ is actually a lifetime work. And we hit on a few things this past weekend when we were together, but there's so much more for us to dig into. And so I left the service this past weekend saying to you, hey, take some time with this. Just kind of take some time, 15, 20 minutes a day maybe, sit before the Lord, or even you, you might even just do it you know, when you're driving to work, if you have a 15, 20, 30-minute drive to work, just turn the radio off and ask the Lord to be speaking to you about things that you've brought into your identity that is not what he has for you, things that you've believed about yourself that is not true, things that, that God has not said about you, and see what he would do to bring, you know, a fresh new identity there. I love this passage. We talked about this this past weekend. 2 Corinthians three seventeen, and I would encourage you to... Go back and revisit that. Now, the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding as if in a mirror, 
the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Man, just that thing is so packed with truth that when we behold the Lord's glory, it's as if we're looking in a mirror because he made us uh, in his image and we behold him, we worship him, we learn to know him. And the more that we learn to know him, we actually learn to know who we are because our identity is in him. And so I would encourage you, man, just pursue the Lord, uh, behold him. And in that process, anything that that you've believed about yourself that is not true, man, just allow God to pull those labels off and create uh, an identity in him, that his image would be fully formed in us. Man, what exciting stuff that is. Um, I love just to posture ourselves before the Lord like that and allow him to do his work. So having said all that, reflecting on this past weekend, encouraging you in that, I want to take the the remaining moments that we have to talk about this coming weekend. Of course, we're in what's called Holy Week or Passion Week, depending on what's called. This is is Wednesday. Uh, We're leading into some very traditional things, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then heading into the weekend as well. So we have added a special Good Friday evening service this weekend. It's going to be at 7 o'clock. It's going to be right here in this room. We have a little bit of a different setting and a significantly different expression of worship that we're going to be sharing together. And what we're going to be doing on Friday evening, uh, we're just going to be leading through the journey. So we're going to take some time and think about everything. Well, what was Mary's reaction on that, on that day when she watched her son being brutally abused and ultimately then uh, killed? Murdered, ultimately, because he was completely innocent. What was going through her mind? What, how does she express that? What about Simon, who carried the cross? And So we're going to be leading through various elements that just help us to reflect on the very uh, event of that Friday evening. We're going to be sharing together in the Lord's Supper here in this room. If you're going to be tuning in online, I'd encourage you to have your uh, communion elements prepared for, there, for you to be there at home. We welcome children and families with us. We're going to all be together. It's going to be a 60-minute service. The service comes to a close with communion. And we're going to give you an opportunity. We'll lead you into that devotionally. And then we'll just give you an opportunity to sit and wait and go and receive the Lord's Supper as you see fit. And we're going to be leaving this place in silence simply because that's what it would have been that day so many years ago that we would have lived, we would have left with not getting an immediate answer, but just waiting like, oh my goodness, our Lord Jesus Christ is dead. This coming weekend then, Saturday and Sunday, our Easter services, we're going to start those weekend services where the Friday evening service left off. And so it's going to begin in a bit of a somber note as we reflect on the fact that Jesus is in the tomb. But man, friends, I'll tell you what, (laughs) then we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the truth of the resurrection. And it's going to be a great celebration as we celebrate the significance of it, both in life and beyond this life. And so I would encourage you to plan on being a part of that. One thing I'll mention for both our Friday evening service, as well as our weekend services, if you remember or if you've been a part of our Christmas Eve services, they start differently than our normal service. They begin you know, at 7 o'clock, and if you're arriving at 7.05 or 7.10, you're actually missing a significant part of what we're going to be doing. So I'd encourage you, if you're going to be here on Friday night, uh, do your best to be prompt. Actually, do your best to be a little bit early 
do your best to actually be in the auditorium and seated so we can all experience this together as well as with the weekend services. And I've been praying for each of us, myself as well as you included, that not only do we want to celebrate the resurrection, but man, we want God by his Holy Spirit to give us significant revelation of that which we celebrate this weekend. Look forward to seeing you then. Take care. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortofcommunitychurch.com. Community